everyone. You are listening to the Psychology of Dating podcast. My name is Nadine Newkirk and I'm both a clinical psychologist and a dating coach. In this episode, I'm really excited to talk about a skill from DBT therapy, dialectical behavior therapy, called the FAST skill. It's an acronym. And this skill is all about how to maintain your self-respect. And this can really be applied in the dating process. I'll put a link to the DBT guide in the episode show notes if you want to have a look at any more details around the skills. And I've also got links in there for my website, which has um, a button that you press to get my free guide called Top 3 Mindset Shifts in Dating. Um, So feel free to download that if that's helpful. Okay, so the concept of gaining or keeping self-respect. What is self-respect to begin with? It's about having a sense of worth or self-love or a sense of pride in yourself. And um, when we think of our identity, this can be our thoughts, our feelings, you know, our habits, the way we do things. And it's about really caring for yourself and honoring your boundaries. If we have healthy self-respect, this can increase confidence. And this confidence actually helps us achieve our goals. If we have confidence in something, we're more likely to be consistent in our habits to move towards achieving that, despite maybe if barriers are coming up. And we also can have more general, I guess, kind and compassionate thoughts about ourselves. If you're going to the dating process thinking, oh my God, I'm such a failure, I'm unlovable, I've ruined it again, I've scared everyone off again, these critical, judgmental thoughts, they, those thoughts are trying to help. Um, I like the concept from acceptance and commitment therapy. It's like these thoughts are overly helpful friends that these criticisms, self-doubt thoughts, they kind of step on our toes. There's too many cooks in the kitchen. And really, we know that actually to help us achieve our goals, that positive reinforcement, self-love actually works way more effectively. And if we have healthy self-respect, it also has a flow-on effect that not only do we treat ourselves more kindly, but other people respect us and they live up to our standard or they will likely walk away. And these are the people that we actually want to repel if they weren't going to be kind and compassionate anyway. So how do we keep or maintain self-respect? One way is to use this DBT skill called the FAST skill. It's an acronym, so each letter stands for a different kind of skill or step that you do. And I'll go through each letter. So the first one, F is for fair. This is being fair to both yourself and others. So often sometimes we can, might go into dates and put others' needs or wishes first. You know, maybe you've actually had a really busy week and you just don't want to have a late night dinner, but that other person suggests that as a date. So you put their needs first and you don't actually assert yourself and speak up and say, suggest a different time or a different activity. Uh, Maybe also 
You might be waiting and really want to hang out with someone that you've gone on a few dates with. You're really excited and you've either not scheduled things in for your weekend because you're waiting to see what time suits them or when they message that they can hang out, you cancel one of your plans. So again, you're putting their needs above yours. And this is problematic because one, it puts a lot of pressure and emphasis on that other person then fulfilling our needs because we've really neglected our own. And it also lowers our self-respect because it's saying, okay, this person's desires, time, kind of wishes is more important than my own. The next letter is A for apologies and it's no apologies or not excessively apologizing when it's not necessary. Things we don't want to apologize for is just generally being alive, for making a reasonable request or mistake or, you know, a minor mistake or uh, having a certain opinion that's different to someone else's. That if we're over-apologizing and you might recognize this in yourself or maybe someone you know where you're having a conversation, you're like, you know, both people accidentally bump into each other, but you're the one to say, so sorry, I'm so, so, so sorry. You say sorry about five times. Or maybe you um, disagree with someone, then you're like, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, your, your opinion's right. And you kind of downplay your own opinion. Um, if you make a minor mistake, maybe you're late by one minute, but you come and you're like, I'm sorry, I'm really, really sorry, I'm a terrible friend. And you then kind of apologize for being a human, for being a friend, for all these big things when it was one, you know, minor minute of time that you were late. And the impact of over-apologizing is that, one, it can seem insincere if you have something that you really actually do want to apologize for. It can also have the opposite effect that instead of pleasing others, it can actually be quite frustrating or annoying because... One, it then makes the other person have to say it's okay. And if they're saying that, you know, 50 times in a day, that can also be quite exhausting. Over-apologizing also suggests that you did something wrong. And if it's something that actually you have a right to have your own opinion, you have a right to have your own different thoughts or feelings, and if you're apologizing for that, it means that you're apologizing for just being a human, being alive in general. And that's not okay because you haven't done anything wrong there. I liked this reframe that my colleague spoke about, which is saying thank you instead of sorry. So it acknowledges um, maybe if someone was waiting for you and you were late, it acknowledges their time. So you say thank you so much for waiting. But it doesn't have that erosion of self-respect if you're apologizing constantly. If you bump into someone or they move around for you, you can say thank you so much. Thank you for moving. The next one in the fast skill is S, which is stick to your values. So one, it's really important to know what are your values? What do you care about in this world? What do you stand for? What do you like or dislike? If you really value consistency in a relationship, and maybe the person you're dating hasn't been consistent in some way. They suddenly have stopped organizing dates or things like that. Sticking to your values would mean that you speak up around that. 
also that you stick to your own values, that you show up consistently, you don't kind of ghost someone or kind of stop start in dating, that you be honest, say, if you're not interested anymore and actually let them know instead of ghosting. Values are really important in our life because they're like the signposts, the direction that we want to head. And it's not something that we tick off or value something ongoing. If I value humor, then I don't crack a joke once and that's it for my lifetime. That that's something that you try and bring to the workplace or in dates or with friends. And you can have little goals amidst that, like I really want to go to a comedy gig or I'm going to practice bringing some lightness and humor into you know the next date that I go on. Those are goals that you can have amidst your values. And if we're living in line with our values, they've shown that we have more life satisfaction. And it doesn't mean that we won't have obstacles or stresses or challenges, but they will feel meaningful and purposeful. So that can be something that might be helpful to write down is what are your values in the dating process? Some people know what their values are when they think of the ultimate goal, say if they want a long-term relationship, then they might think, okay, I value companionship, adventure, kindness, honesty, and it feels like I'll get all those things once I'm in the relationship. But what we want to do is actually live by those values day to day, consistently, no matter who we're seeing or dating. And if we're living in line with those values, we'll feel more satisfied with the dating process and we'll build those skills of living by those values, which will be even more powerful once you meet that person. So, for example, if you value adventure in a relationship, don't just wait till you're in a committed relationship to find things that are adventurous. It might not be going on that three-month Europe trip with someone you've only known for two dates, but maybe you could figure out, you know, a new hike that you want to go on with someone or a new bar or do a new activity like go-karting. See how you could bring that value into your day-to-day process. And also think about how you can stick to your values. So if you really value honesty, think about how you are showing up and being honest in each date that you go on. Are you really sharing your opinion? Or are you kind of backtracking if someone seems to have a different opinion? Really show up the way that you want to be in this world. And sometimes people have fears that they'll scare people off. But the thing is, if you're in a long-term relationship, you want to be able to be yourself. And that's your full self. And if that person's going to get scared off because you have a different thought or opinion, they weren't the right person to begin with. And the last tip in the fast skill is the T. And that stands for truthful, to be truthful. Now, this might sound obvious at first, but there can be subtle ways that we can lie throughout the day. So there could be maybe over-exaggerating something. Maybe you feel like your life isn't exciting enough, so you over-exaggerate an event when you go on a date. And they're like, whoa, that's massive. But then you're feeling a little bit guilty, like you're like, "Mm," but it didn't quite happen that way. Or maybe you're telling a white lie because you're afraid of conflict or you don't want to hurt others. I used to find it hard to tell someone if they invited me out um, that I just wanted a night in. 
just because I was tired or I wanted some me time or I just really wanted to watch that trashy TV, I felt like that wasn't a legitimate enough excuse that I need to have some other event I was going to or I had to be really sick to want to stay home. And I realized, though, that my siblings could very easily say, no, I just want a night in if I invited them. And I didn't get offended. It was actually nice to know, you know, where they stand, what they were doing. And that actually taught me that it is legitimate just to want your own time. That if we tell white lies, it sends that message that uh, it's not worthy. I'm not allowed to kind of share this part of me that, you know, it needs to be more extreme or more big. And sometimes white lies can accumulate and add up to more problems. Maybe you tell some friends like, oh, sorry, I can't go. I've got another event. And the next time they see you, they're like, what event was it? How was it? And suddenly you're telling this really elaborate lie when you didn't want to. And it might seem small, but there might be little sprinkles of guilt that you're feeling or it just doesn't quite sit right with you. And this adds up over time. So we really want to try and be truthful. Another thing that you could do is maybe acting more helpless to maybe get a certain reaction or emotion from someone or comfort or care. For example, you might really want to see whether the person you're dating cares about you. You've been going out for a couple of months and part of you consciously or not is trying to maybe test them. So you say, oh, I'm really sick and I really need a bit of support. And you want to see, will they drive over? Will they cook me a meal? Will they go to the pharmacy? And that feels like I'll then get really good care and then I feel more secure in the relationship. But maybe you've actually told a bit of a lie where you acted more helpless than you were. And that never builds trust in a relationship. That actually makes us not really trust that the person would show up if I didn't kind of over-exaggerate or act more helpless. Okay, so that's the fast skill in a nutshell. I recommend writing those four letters down, the be fair, not over-apologizing, stick to your values and being truthful. And brainstorm, are there times in your life where you're not acting in line with your self-respect and are there small ways that you can practice it? Even if it's with colleagues, friends, strangers, this can then translate to when you're dating and romantic relationships. Okay, everyone, I hope you're having a lovely day or night wherever you are, and I'll speak with you again.